Okay, so hello. So my name is Bogdan. I'm one of the nursing students that are we're doing a project at Hope and Cope, and we're trying to doing podcasts with some participants uh, from Hope and Cope to get a better sense of what the journey of people attending the organization are. Um, and we're sort of doing this with the goal of helping build the community forward and to uh, improve the mental health as it seemed to be one of the things that people at Hope and Cope would like to see more of. Uh, so this is sort of geared towards that to help listeners um, see the experience of other people and how they can identify and feel better overall um, through this method. So thank you, Deborah and David, uh, for participating today and sharing your journey with us. Thank you. No problem. Um, so to begin, um, I mean, Deborah, would you just like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Okay, well, I'm Deborah Foley. Um, I, four years ago, I came down with anal cancer. Um, I've been in remission since. Um, it was um, stage three. And um, the beginning of the treatment, I had both chemo and radiation. And it went quite well. I was I was surprised. I worried myself for nothing for the first uh, part of my my treatment. And um, I remember when they would say, you know, you could have all these side effects and, and from the treatment. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, but but some people don't get anything or maybe one or two of the items. I ended up having everything. <laughs> It really went down for me at the end of my treatment. The last week I became very sick and uh, I had to be hospitalized for about 10 days. I lost a lot of weight and um, I lost a lot of my muscle tone. So I became sarcopenic, uh, which means my wasting of my muscles. And um, yeah, my battle started after my treatment, really. Uh, it was quite hard for a year I mean, I, I couldn't even join Hope and Cope or anything for that first year because I was just too too ill. Um, but then once I started feeling a bit better, then I was kind of like, what do I do next, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, that's when I, I started looking. Well, other cancer patients that I knew of, they had dealt with Hope and Cope. And um, so it was kind of in my mind. And I heard of all these great programs that they can offer. And, and um, I did join some other programs here and there through the hospital. And um, I just found that I was like one of the, I remember one of the exercise uh, groups. I thought, well, geez, I can do that. It's all people with cancer, right? And I was horrible. I couldn't do anything. So I remember David even came with me for uh, yoga and it was just so hard for me. So I stopped doing that and I wish I didn't because it was a very important time that I should have been exercising and I didn't. So when I uh, stopped, I remember calling Hope and Cope, asking them what they had to offer, like if there was anything I could do to help myself with exercising. Um, and they had told me uh, that they would put me in touch with a physiotherapist, which I didn't even think about that. You know, that didn't seem like a 
physio for, for this? Like, how does that work into what I have? So anyway, I had told my doctor about that. And I ended up getting physio through the hospital. I ended up getting physio through the hospital. I had pelvic therapy for one year. And that helped me tremendously. So, you know, now we're on, you know, now I've started regular physio and I feel myself getting much better and, and stronger. I'm not great yet, but it's, it's coming along. Yeah. Right. And you said you've been in remission for how long now? If it was four years in January. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and... this week I go for all my MRIs and all these tests. This is my, you know, my anniversary every <laughs> You know, you have to go through all these slew of, of testing again and again and again. Sure. But uh, yeah, it's like I look forward to it just to know that everything is still in good place, you know, so. Mm -hmm. But you say you, you're still feeling the recovery to this day in some way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not strong. I'm very weak. I tire very easily. Uh, yeah, not like I used to be. I used to be a multitasker. I could, I could do everything, anything I worked full-time um, now I'm on disability because okay. of it so full-time disability so um, yeah it's it's a uh, quite the road of recovery for sure for sure and certainly this is a path shared by my many hence why yeah yeah I'm sure yeah. there is you know and like um, there, there are more struggles that come after treatment you know so mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen into next so you know certain things just uh, appear and it could be because of what you went through but hey you know you do what you have to do at the time and uh, you know this is how it is my new motto now is to live um, by the day like don't look at the future don't look at the past just look at the present and that really helps me a lot yeah okay and We'll get back sort of a bit to your journey. I just want to let David introduce himself as well. Let us know what your relationship to Deborah during this time is. Yep. So uh, during this time, uh, well, I'm her son for uh, <laughs> who, uh, who I am to her. Uh, so during this time, I uh, basically was impacted uh, that I had to change like a lot of things during my lifestyle uh, to basically try to help with her. And just it was it was a tough situation seeing someone you care for so much go through that so like it got to a point like she actually almost like she was at the hospital like she I remember her saying like she thought she was gonna die and stuff so it was really tough emotionally especially since like I was work I was in school at the time so it was really tough emotionally to go through all that but uh, luckily she made it through and uh, still still caring for her now like she's definitely stronger than when she was so she is getting better. Uh, so, so, yeah. Okay. And I guess in, in what ways are you helping your mother through this journey? Um, well, when she initially, um, like, got into remission, like, right away, um, actually took a year off school. Because uh, I wanted to, first of all, figure out what I wanted to do with myself because just that journey of going through those cancer treatments and stuff were, were very difficult on me. Um, so I wasn't sure if I actually wanted to because I was in mechanical engineering at the time and I actually ended up going into it, back into it now. <laughs> so I, I figured that's what I actually wanted to do. 
Uh, but during that time, it was very confusing. Um, and then I ended up going to just taking a year off, just figuring out what I want to do and just taking care of her during that time. So we did a lot of, uh, we found a lot of things to do, went to different, like, uh, there's like a few different cancer treatment programs that actually helped her out. So we went, just did a bunch of events and stuff. So uh, she didn't drive, so I drove her to all those places. Uh, just did, we just did some activities, tried to just have some fun. And um, Sometimes she had doctor's appointments. Uh, luckily, everything wasn't all on my shoulder. I had my brother and my dad, too, helping out. So we all kind of like took turns, took her to her doctor's appointments going through some physio activities and stuff like that. So we, we all kind of pitched in to help take care of her during the, during her, uh, during her time of need. And also like before, before she started having cancer, like my mom would probably be like the main caretaker of the household. Like she would do everything, like cook for us, do laundry and all that. And just uh, when she started getting to treatments and stuff, that's when like it all flipped because now she has to be cared for instead of us type of thing. So it was kind of a bit of a learning experience to, to figure out how to do all the cooking, laundry and all that. But luckily I wasn't alone through it. So I had my own caretakers with my brother and my dad. So we were able to figure it out and help each other out. And we were able to get through most of it. So, yeah, it sounds like it's learning to take care of both your mom and yourself at the same time in a way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. And, um, Okay, so I'll begin with a question for uh, for you, Deborah. Uh, basically, just how were you introduced to Hope and Cope? I think you mentioned some friends, but uh, maybe you can tell us more oh, about that. Oh, I remember. I, I mean, I've heard of Hope and Cope. It's well known from, you know, even before I had the cancer, I, I had heard of Hope and Cope. And then, uh, you know, meeting patients at the hospital, they had mentioned Hope and Cope, and it had just stayed with me. And when I really needed that help, that I, I thought I needed help, that I wanted help, I should say, is when I reached out to them. And um, yeah, yeah, they were, <laughs> it's kind of funny because like I reached out to them because I didn't know what I needed really. And uh, that's how I started with the exercises. And then them commenting about the physiotherapist made me bring that to my own doctor who ended up giving me nobody told me about physiotherapists at the time so then I ended up getting physio and then I, I remember receiving um, emails from Hope and Cope you know with their bulletin whatever they were you know the events that were happening or taking place and I couldn't eat like this was one of my big deals was like I couldn't eat it was so hard for me to uh, to eat and uh they had this cooking class and I think throughout all my treatments, I used to watch cooking classes, like cooking shows, like I embraced food, but I couldn't eat it, but I still loved watching it. And I'd watch like, I don't know, like guy flay, flay cooking or whatever it was. Anyway, I would just watch anything that had to do with cooking. And then when I saw Hope and Cope had a cooking class, I thought, oh, this is good. And it was only half an hour, which I thought, well, I can handle half an hour. And I had never done Zoom. Zoom was like this whole new thing for me. Anyway, um, you know, I would just like go in there and I would watch them cook it. And like, I, you know, I wasn't interested in making it. I just wanted to see was something to do. And, and it was live and I was curious about the whole thing. But as time went on, they did this every week. And, and um, 
I remember, you know, I spoke with Marcel at the time because she was, she, she, she still, I mean, she was always the one who was running it. So I got to talk to her all the time, just, you know, click into this Zoom and watch it for half an hour. And then I started writing down the recipe and they're smart because they don't like put the recipe up for you. They, they, they tell you, okay, write it out, which was really good because then it makes your, your mind. I really like doing that. So it would make me purposely take notes, you know, and, you know, my chemo brain was horrible then. And um, yeah, and then I started like making them, making these meals or these dishes that Roz, Roz is the cook. She's so great. She would, um, and she would do simple things, simple that it was like, wouldn't tire me out. Like you can ask David, I did a turkey dinner once. I lost my mind. <laughs> it was like, I just couldn't make it. Remember that David, he yeah, ended up yeah. having to jump up and, and take over and make the gravy. I'll always remember that. And I was like beside myself. I was just so done. So anyway, these meals that Roz gives is very easy, simple, little, little things. And um, yeah, it really impacted my life. It gave me something to do. And I felt like, and, and the family loved it. And it just made me feel good, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my, uh, my introduction to hope and cope <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah okay. and so you just you, you mentioned these the cooking groups the exercising um how did the exercising make you feel by the way uh well with the exercising i couldn't do the exercising because i was just so behind in that and i had to be careful what i was doing because i i did some arm exercises i ended up having uh frozen shoulders so i had to be really careful so that's why I ended up just doing it through the hospital for a while. Um, but I know Hope and Cope also had another on stress. Um, it was the book club. It was a, a three, three different stories that actual people had written, I believe. Um, this was a while ago, last year. And... Um, it related to stress, like the, the the stories and how your life pertained to it. And, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I enjoyed that, you know, I don't ask me now what it was because I can't remember, but at the time it was great, uh, great information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. You felt like you integrated it in a way. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Yeah. Okay. Were there other activities at Hope and Cope that you experienced? Uh, not really, not too much, not because mm -hmm. of, where I'm at so like now I'm getting better I, I I was so happy that they took me because I was it was after my cancer right mm -hmm. um you know some some places only take you if you have cancer or if you uh you know within the year you have to and sometimes it takes a lot more than that one year to recuperate and then what do you do you know mm -hmm. so um yeah the cooking was like perfect for me it was just something to to do and um yeah and then COVID came and then it was like a lot of these things came onto zoom which like I thought COVID was just for me <laughs> it was like I didn't have to leave the house it was great that's what I wanted to do I didn't want to go anywhere so um so I found other you know different things to do on zoom yeah mm -hmm. 
Okay. And it sort of brings me to my next question because uh, you mentioned the cooking that this, you say, is very helpful to you. And in yeah. a way, I imagine this uh, helps managing stress, perhaps? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you've gone through cancer, um, especially since I was like the one who did everything in the house before, it was very hard to just sit back and watch my family do everything. Um, so these little, I had to appreciate the little things, you know, like like being able to cook rice, <laughs> you know, and, and have your family say, oh, this is really good. It, it gave me pride again, you know, that I was able to please them with something, not just take from them at the time, because, uh, yeah, it was really, really hard to just sit back and not be able to do anything. For sure. They give you some power, I suppose, over your situation. Yeah, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and just be able to give to my family again, which I hadn't been doing for, gosh, like two full years of it. I just, you know, mm -hmm. had to sit back and just lick my wounds. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. and, and so during this time and even now, so uh, we mentioned cooking. So are there any other activities that you do that are helpful for you to manage stress? Well, um, I do, um, I have, a I'm into photography. So I have like a group on Zoom with photography, which was really beneficial to me because it would get my mind away from just nothing, you know? And um, actually photography is not that easy because <laughs> I remember I would not be able to, you know, squat down to take a picture or it was just so hard for me. Uh, but I had the drive to take pictures. I really wanted to. So, you know, David would take me for a drive and, you know, he'd stop at the train station in, in, in the darkness of the night and I'd be, I'd get out and I'd shuffle along and take some pictures and it would make me so happy, you know, so he would take me places just so I could do that. And it would get me out of the house and I would feel happy with these pictures. And uh, yeah, that was very good. Yeah. So I'm still into the photography. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a big part of my life now. You mentioned it, it's a it's a group that you're part of. Yes, yes, it's a well, it's a seniors group which I was lucky to find um, on a the teapot. Um, it was it's funny because it was a cancer patient from the Jewish who uh, we had this little cancer group with photography. And he suggested once, it, this was one of the groups that you could only stay within a certain amount of time while you were ill uh, or, or, you know, recuperating. You could only stay with them for a certain amount of time. So I had graduated from that. And um, this person, he was running the photography. So he's the one who told me, you know what, why don't you join the teapot? Uh, it's for seniors and uh, you can you can continue your photography there and he popped in there once in a while so uh, yeah I did that and uh, I'm still with them it's a great group mm -hmm. and uh, and it's funny because I think two three there may be three or four people on well three people that joined that group who actually had cancer so it you know it just it's, it's something to uh to do which is great when you've gone through that 
And yeah. I was going to say, like, how how does it make you feel? How would you tell people or maybe recommend to be in such a group? Well, like like I said, for me, I mean, I I I never really thought about photography before. It was never one of my passions. Um, but I thought, you know, I think David, you bought me a camera for Christmas. And yeah. and um, you know, I started taking pictures out the window and it was kind of fun and it was you know nice to look at and um it's not too strenuous to start with you know you don't have to leave your house even you can just take pictures of items or just enjoy you know anything you take but it's nice having that group that you can share your pictures with or they talk about it and uh give you ideas on what to do it, it just brings your mind to something different you know mm. and it's 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 actually a very very fulfilling hobby it uh, doesn't take much strength to do first of all mm. and uh, the outcome can be amazing like you could just take a picture of a a vase with flowers in it and it's so beautiful that you know it's like going to the museum you know you look at pictures and there's something to be seen in everything you look at so yeah yeah I really recommend photography it's, it's a really great one mm -hmm. uh, I was asking more as groups in general since you mentioned the groups the teapot like how did it make you feel to be part of a community in a way Oh, like oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, being part of a group is so it, it just, you know, you, you can't be alone. Because if you're alone, you just think too much. You just, you know, it's just not life, right? You have to be with other people. And uh, in my case, I, I really couldn't leave the house. And, you know, I'm, I, I was looking for something, what could I do that can, you know, keep me, I, I'm, quite personable so I like to be around people um so yeah the zoom just you know I have new zoom friends now that I mm -hmm. I I you know we we talk to each other every week and it's something to look forward to yeah mm -hmm. okay and um David I want to ask you sort of similar to this uh you mentioned having dealing with a lot of stress yourself uh, I was wondering, how do you manage that stress, or how did how did you manage it and still continue to manage it today? Yeah, so I don't find myself a very stressful person, but uh, mm. during the time, like I definitely had like very high stress during that situation. Um, I remember what I would do is like I I'm actually religious, so like a lot of things like I would actually start praying and stuff, and that would help like calm me down and just feel more at ease and uh also just having family and friends who are just supportive and just easy to talk to i find that's that's very good just to have people to talk to and just let them know how you're feeling and just mm -hmm. they can help take the load off and you have so much going on and just so much that you're thinking about so that's uh, i feel like that really helps my my stress mm -hmm. so sharing your experience with other people yeah absolutely yeah. okay i also did have a friend who was uh in nursing school at the time mm -hmm. so like i found it very easy to talk to him about it too so it's mm -hmm. uh, it great to have that as well and i wanted to ask you since you're and you mentioned mechanical engineering i imagine you don't have much necessarily medical experience 
how it feels to sort of deal with the situation. And Deborah, you can answer this as well. Uh, when you're faced with this medical situation, like how do you sort of come to understand it more? Yeah, so I, I guess I have people that like are a little bit more knowledgeable. Like I said, I had a friend who was in nursing, so it made it easier to just talk about with him and just to understand the situation a little bit better. Um, so even though I'm not like an expert in it, I just, just talking out with different people is able to figure out the situation a little bit better about what we need to do and how to make it a little bit easier on, uh, on my mother and on us. So I think uh, that's about it. What we did. Yeah. Sen, Sen was a great help. David's friend who was a nurse. Um, mm -hmm. he was like a big, a big, big help to me. Um, he actually passed away from cancer and um, yeah, that was really hard, you know, 24 years old and yeah, sure. yeah, but he was really there for me at the time, you know, at the, right at the beginning when I, I had started, I had no, idea, like just, you know, cleaning my catheter and I didn't know what to do. And he was always there to tell me, you know, how to make things okay. And if I had, some infection he would like go through the steps to be sure that i i was doing all right and yeah he was he was really special do you feel like there were things medically that you wish you would knew you would have known more about i had a really good team i think i think i was in pretty good hey david i think i yeah. had oh yeah like so many nurses and doctors and <laughs> Yeah. You'd always pick up your emails or your calls whenever you needed them. So we, I think we had a good support system in terms of. Yeah. Like yeah. I was never system. like lost in the shuffle. Like it, there was always someone there to answer my, my issues. Yeah. Okay. And um, I mean, you, you bring up this friend. Uh, I don't know if it's, if you guys want to talk about it uh, sort of since you've been through this journey and, you had a friend who uh, passed away because of it. Do you guys want to talk about that? Uh, sure. Uh, well, like with San, like he got cancer, I guess, uh, a year after my mom got into remission. Mm -hmm. um, so like he was battling it for like two years and um, he had, uh, I think he was, it was testicular cancer, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, um, just during that time, it's like, like I was there for him. Like we talk, we just play games and stuff over online. So like he still kind of came to us still and had fun, but like, uh, there's also times where he just didn't want to talk at all and just wanted to stay to himself. So like, it might be like a month or two months. We haven't heard from him and we just kind of like, I message him here and there just to make sure he's doing okay. So I, I tried to be there for him as much as I could, but like it's tough, it's tough seeing him go through that. And uh, I know I remember we, uh, me and my friends, we'd get like gift baskets for him, just leave it for him just to to, to have something uh, while he was going through that. But uh, yeah, it's tough because you can only be there for so much for him as much as he wants it, everything. So it was just it was tough seeing him go through that. Yeah, especially he was. Uh, it was he became a nurse early on of the COVID. So he yeah. was like thrown right into the, the front lines at that time. It was just so crazy. And he was yeah. like working day and night. And 
It was yeah, just he, he too much. graduated like right when COVID happened. So he, yeah. he like started working the COVID unit for a year. Then after that yeah. one year, then he got cancer. Yeah. Probably the, the stress was really hard on him. So he was telling me how hard it was being seeing all everybody dying and stuff in the COVID unit and stuff. So I feel like stress definitely was in an effect. His diet, he wasn't eating well during that time either. So I feel like a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff actually happened towards him actually getting cancer too. So and I'm I'm thinking too, uh, I could be wrong here, but from what I remember from school, testicular cancer is one that is usually detectable too. So yeah. perhaps he was neglecting himself a bit. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Mm -hmm. Do you guys feel like you're taking good care of yourselves now? Yeah, definitely. Definitely doing a lot better. Mm. Eating better. Yeah. We're always looking for for healthier meals to eat. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Mm. So those cooking classes mom took, like the meals were meant to be healthy. So mm. <laughs> nice, nice mm -hmm. to, to learn some new recipes there. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um and I have perhaps a, a last question for you or a last prompt. Um, maybe if you just have like a final takeaway or some advice for our listeners uh, or like a morale to the story, something like that, that you guys want to share. Um, yeah, again, I go back to about living in the present because that really is the way to live. Like you can't look at what you've gone through and you can't look at where you're going. You really have to just go with your day by day. I, I, it's like I finally got that because I think that was a big stress of mine. Always wondering, oh, what if it's this? What if this happens next? I mean, I'm not 100. percent Not I don't go. I still go there, but not as much. And I, I feel like I have more control over myself now, with uh, with what I've gone through. I, I, you know, and and breathing techniques. Um, I mean, I've, I've tried everything really out there that, that that's available. So like the breathing, the box breathing, I love that. That that helps me when I'm in a, a tense situation because, you know, stress can make you tired uh, and I'm already fatigued. So so the stress, when I get stressed, it's like I can't do anything. I just become like just a rag I can't I can't function if I get stressed so I've got to, I really do have to find strategies to help me not go there so um yeah meditation prayer that that's helped me immensely too it just gives me that quietness which is what we need we need to be quiet I find uh you know busy mind all the time it's just too much it, it, again that's very tiring so you've got to to be able to just take those moments of stillness and appreciate it. Absolutely. And um, I guess that's it. What else? Get walking, get a good night's sleep, water, water. Oh my goodness. If, if people don't still tell me about water, it's so yeah. important. And um, keep on bringing her a glass of water every single day. She doesn't drink enough. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> but um and yeah, exercise. If I had done more exercise before, maybe I wouldn't have become so weak as I, I have been now. So uh, it's not easy when you're tired and in pain and such, but uh, whatever you can do, like, like the exercise, I always thought of exercise as being like a lot of work, you know, like, but, you know, I've learned from my physio, which I, I'm 
taking right now, like just these certain stretches that they give me improves you immensely. So just stretching can, can do wonders. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah. And finding good hobbies, whether there's something new or something that you used to like to do, uh, keeping busy, but not too busy, you know, Mm. everything in moderation. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. David? Yep. So um, I guess my last piece of advice for us being a a caregiver is that uh, I guess patience is very key. Uh, You want to be there for them. And, but like, you can't be like over caring for them because sometimes they want their alone time. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but also like if you're over caring, then you might not be able to focus on yourself too, because sometimes you might have your own issues. Uh, so that's why it's nice to have just some people around you that can help you cope too. Um, so just be patient, be willing to help, and just just have your own help as well. For sure, not yeah. focus on one thing and take care of yourself too. Exactly. Thank you for that. So thank you to you too for participating today in our podcast. Um, I hope the listeners find it helpful. I hope it was helpful for you too. And you enjoyed coming here. Um, And yeah, the best for both of you. Uh, Deborah, I hope you continue to recover and your results come back all good soon. Thank Um, you. David, good luck with the mechanical engineering. Thank you. And uh, yeah, the best for both of you. All right, you too. Take care. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you you for having us in the Gluckinger studies. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.